0: Hey friend, and welcome back to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Health coach, yoga instructor, meditation enthusiast, slow but steady runner, boy mama times two, wife to my college sweetheart, and unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. This is our space to come together and explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 118 of the Live by Design podcast. I am super excited for today's mini episode, and I am going to just jump right in, in the spirit of keeping this short and sweet. Let's just do the dang thing. So Today I want to talk to you about happiness. In the LBG Collective, every month we get together twice a month. The first Monday of every month we meet for Growth Night, which is the time we come together, we share what's new and good in our lives, we center ourselves with a brief meditation, and then I teach and share on a topic that the collective itself has asked to learn about. The second time we meet during the month is the third Monday of the month for our Discovery Night, which is a journaling session where I create prompts that are just for the LBD Collective that are all based around the discussion we had after growth night. So it's a way of taking your learning and your growing experience even deeper and to connect with yourself and to really discover what is within. Back in May, our topic of the month was happiness. And I want to share with you a little bit of our growth night coaching from that evening. So I'm going to condense it down for you here. It won't be quite the same experience as if you joined us live because you don't get to interact in the chat and you don't get to participate in new and grid and sharing our takeaways at the end. But I think that the content of that teaching is really valuable. And I was really grateful for our collective members giving me some really positive feedback from that evening. And specifically, one member was a little. hesitant to be totally honest going into a topic about happiness because she was worried that it would be like toxic positivity (laughs) and I am so not about toxic positivity. I am about finding ways to very purposely layer happiness and cultivate joy into your day-to-day life and to live your life right now and not waiting for somewhere in the future when you've achieved such and such goal where you let yourself feel happy or fulfilled or whatever the case might be. So, today's conversation is really about how can we find happiness now as we are, because I believe that we aren't broken. I believe that we deserve and are worthy of joy right in the present, even while we are making progress every day in the direction of our dreams. And because of the wonderful feedback from the collective after this growth night, I wanted to bring it to your earbuds as well, friend. So, from my heart to yours, I hope you enjoy this conversation about happiness. So the first thing we always do in the collective is when we have a specific topic, which we always do, I like to define it. And my favorite definition of happiness I found over at verywellmind.com, and I'll be sure to link to all of the resources. I do a ton of research for every growth night. I will link to all of the resources I use below in the show notes in case you want to check them out yourself. But The definition for happiness that I really appreciate says, happiness is an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. It is often described as involving positive emotions and life satisfaction. And as I went deeper into my research on happiness, because I feel like happiness is one of those things, we all know what it is, but have we really sat down to think about the definition? Have we thought about the joy and the satisfaction, the contentment, and the fulfillment? And so that's why it's really important to me to always start with let's define things. Let's get a really firm foundation from which to grow from, from which to learn from. And as I was diving into what exactly is happiness, I came across this really great analogy that happiness is kind of like walking on a tightrope, you know, like at the circus, you see somebody walking up high and they're balancing. And that's a great example of happiness because happiness isn't a constant state of euphoria, We all have this balance of emotion. So we experience positive emotions, negative emotions, feelings, and moods. And so happiness is generally linked to experiencing more positive feelings than negative. But this is just your reminder that happiness, it's not like a 100% all the time kind of thing. The reason that happiness is so sweet is that it isn't here all the time it's so that we fully appreciate it while we are in that happiness state. And then we can have gratitude for it even after it's passed. But what are some different ways that we can help cultivate that happiness on a more regular basis? So the first thing I want to talk about is that there are generally speaking, it's been agreed upon that there are three categories of happiness. The first is pleasure. The second is meaning. And the third is engagement. So pleasure, it's pretty self-explanatory, it's doing what feels good. Practicing self-care and your self-love routines, fulfilling your desires, experiencing enjoyment, and just feeling satisfaction. And meaning, also pretty self-explanatory, it's finding meaning and value and purpose with your time, feeling like there is something greater than yourself. And when it comes to engagement, this is the most recently added to the categories. And engagement is just a feeling of commitment and participation in different areas of life. So feeling like you are engaged with your life, you are living in your life. So knowing those three categories, there are different types of happiness that fall under all three of those. So pleasure, meaning, and engagement. And underneath of those, we find joy, joy, which is often a relatively brief feeling that is felt in the present moment. We find contentment, which is a type of happiness that involves a sense of satisfaction. We find optimism, which is a way of looking at life with a positive, upbeat outlook. And I would even dare to say that optimism could be (laughs) interpreted as a growth mindset, which We have an entire episode on, on the podcast, so we will link to that below in case you want to give that a listen, but finding ways to lean into growth as opposed to a fixed mindset or a scarcity mindset. The next type of happiness is gratitude, a positive emotion that involves being thankful and appreciative, which is a reason that we do Joyful Corner every week. It is a joy and a gratitude practice. Then there's pride. And I don't mean pride in like a self braggadocious kind of way. I mean, pride as a feeling of satisfaction in something that you've accomplished pride in yourself for doing something that was hard and challenging and seeing it through to the end. And finally, excitement, a happy feeling that involves looking forward to something with positive anticipation. So that excitement that comes before you go on a big trip or the excitement that comes before, you know, anything that really that you've been looking forward to, that is a way of experiencing happiness. And, you know, we talk about happiness and it's like, well, well, why does this matter? And it matters because happiness has been shown to predict positive outcomes In many different areas of life, and some of those, there are six that I think are particularly important to talk about. The first is just increased life satisfaction. The second is that you have stronger coping skills. So you have a a deeper emotional resource, a deeper emotional well to draw from. You have increased health and longevity. There are tons of just research out there that shows how happiness and relationships and joy and gratitude and all these different ways of experiencing happiness that we've talked about lead to longer lifespans. You're better able to manage your stress when you practice happiness. You are more likely to exercise and eat well, which of course increases your health, your experience in your physical body, and you're less likely to get sick. But what I think the really great part of happiness and studying happiness is that we have a very large amount of agency in our experience of happiness. There is something that I came across during my research called The 40% Solution, and it was coined by Sandra Leibomirsky, and she is a professor in the Department of Psychology at the University of California, Riverside, and she's the author of the best-selling book, The How of Happiness, and it's a book all about strategies backed by scientific research used to increase your happiness. Now, there are some people that I found online while doing this research that say maybe her books aren't as research-based as they would like. Maybe they're a little bit more anecdotal. Regardless, I think the 40% solution that she shares with us, which I will go into in just a second, is of value. So I say all that with a caveat. (laughs) You can do your own research as well. You can dive into her different citations if you want to. So she says that if happiness were a pie chart, so you've got 100% is the total. She says that 10% of that pie chart as it relates to happiness is determined by our internal state of mind. She then goes on to say that 50% of this pie chart is determined by our genetics. So how happy are you, she says, is 50% determined by your genetics. But the cool thing, the thing that I love about the 40% solution is that 40% of your experience of happiness is due to intentional activities, deliberate actions, and practices we can do to make ourselves happier. So she says that 40% of our experience of happiness is determined by our circumstances. It's determined by you. The agency that you have is huge. And this was a really cool part of our growth night within the LBD collective. A lot of us felt, myself included, relieved in a way to learn that 40% of our experience of happiness, according to Lieber is available to us to control, to foster, to nurture, to lean into. Because if we come from families or we come from backgrounds or situations that are challenging or hard, or maybe it's hard for the people around us to feel happy, we might feel like it's inaccessible to us. However, if 40% Is available to you to nurture, to love, to lean into, to grow, that's huge. 40% is a huge portion of 100%. And so in the collective that evening, we all found that to be really liberating and really exciting to think about. So now that we've talked about what exactly happiness is, the different ways it shows up in our lives, the benefits of it, and we've established that we have a huge amount of agency in it, how do we actually cultivate happiness? The first thing I have to share is that it is a practice. (laughs) It is something that you do over and over and over again. So I told the collective that evening, I shared with them, practice, 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 because it has cumulative effects. So just like in that Live by Design podcast and a Live by Design collective in our little universe here, we don't believe in huge shifts. We believe in small, sustainable growth because that leads to huge changes over time and I say it all the time, but consistency compounds. And it's the same with happiness practices. I don't want you to go out and like change everything about your day and your life. And you have like the happiest day ever, because that isn't sustainable. What is sustainable are small things that you can layer into your day every single day so that you have this cumulative, this compounding effect of happiness. And the research says that People who are happy seem to intuitively know that their happiness is the sum of their life choices and that their lives are built on five different pillars. I actually think it's six, so I added a sixth one here. So the first pillar is to invest in your relationships. It's to surround yourself with happy people. Being around people who are content lifts up your own mood. And I would go on to say that you should lean into the relationships that leave you feeling a little bit lighter and brighter, that leave you feeling connected and loved and cared for. And if there are energy vampires in your life, people who leave you feeling exhausted or depleted or lower than when you met with them, to limit your time with those people. Maybe you can't just sever that relationship. Maybe you don't even want to. That's totally fine. I don't think you should just cut somebody out of your life because of that. But I think you should create some healthy boundaries around how you interact with that person or how often you interact with them or the ways in which you do that so that you can protect your own happiness. The second way to cultivate happiness is to practice gratitude, which is no surprise to you. We are huge about practicing gratitude here in the Live by Design company. And I have whole episodes about gratitude. I'll link to one below. That's like a short little eight minute episode all about the power of writing a heartfelt gratitude note. But the results find that people who practice gratitude have increased positive emotions, increased subjective happiness, and improved life satisfaction. And the cool thing about practicing gratitude is it's relatively easy, it's affordable or basically free, it's simple, and it's a really pleasant way to boost your mood. So that can look like every single night when you sit down to dinner with your family, everybody shares one thing they're grateful for. That can look like having a gratitude practice with your partner, which is what my husband and I do. And every single night at bedtime, we tell each other one thing we're grateful to the other person for from that day specifically, and one thing we're grateful for in general. You could use the start today journal like I do. And every single morning I write down five things that I'm grateful for from the past day. And then I write down the 10 goals that I am working towards or the 10 dreams that I am taking one step towards every single day. So there are tons of ways to practice gratitude. You don't need to spend a dime. You just have to invest a little bit of time and effort into it. The third way to cultivate happiness is to cultivate optimism and, dare I say, your mindset. <laughs> so it's all about developing habits of seeing the positive side of things. You don't have to become overly optimistic. You know, we don't live in a world that is is sunshine and butterflies and unicorns all the time. Happiness is not a constant state of euphoria. So we are just looking to look towards the good when we can. And if you're not a generally optimistic person by nature, an article that I found over on the Mayo Clinic's website, which again, I will link to below in the show notes, had some really great suggestions for starting to cultivate this optimism. So they said to take a step back from a situation where you feel yourself being very negative and ask yourself these three questions. The first is, is the situation really as bad as I think? The second is, is there another way to look at the situation? And the third is, what can I learn from this experience that I can use in the future? And I just really appreciate these very tangible questions we can ask ourselves because the first step in any kind of growth or change or shift is first developing an awareness around it, recognizing when it's happening, telling yourself without judgment, with kindness in your heart and love for yourself, that's interesting. This is coming up for me. I wonder why. And then these questions are a way that you can ask yourself, just a way that you can dive deeper into this and start to cultivate a little bit of that optimistic attitude. The fourth way to cultivate happiness is to nurture your purpose. So the research that I did says that people who strive to meet a goal or fulfill a mission, whether it's growing a garden, caring for children, or honoring your spiritual practice, are happier than those who don't have such aspirations. They go on to say that having a goal provides a sense of purpose, bolsters self-esteem, and brings people together. What your goal is doesn't matter as much as whether the process, the process, the action of working towards it is meaningful to you. And so some things you can ask yourself as you start to dive into your purpose is what excites and energizes me? What are my proudest achievements? And how do I want others to remember me? And it was really cool because during this growth night, one of our members asked during our community conversation time at the end, well, how do I find my purpose? She's young. She's just starting her life. I am so grateful she's part of the collective because she brings this energy and this perspective that is so fresh. And I just appreciate her so much for it. And I was really grateful that she asked this of the group. And and it's not asking me for the answer because the collective is co-created. We come together as a whole and support and encourage and nurture one another, It was really cool to hear what some of the other women in the group had to say about connecting with your purpose and nurturing your purpose. And it was actually the inspiration for our growth night in June, which is literally all focused on purpose, because I thought that this question was so good, and it deserved the time to really dive further and deeper into it than we could just at the end of this happiness growth night. So nurturing your purpose is the fourth way to cultivate happiness. The fifth way, according to the Mayo Clinic, is to be in the moment. And I love this I know it's cliche to say that it's about the journey, not about the destination, but when it comes to happiness, it is true. Don't postpone your joy waiting for a day in your life that is less busy or less stressful because to be totally honest, that day might not ever come. So what if you're delaying your happiness, you're delaying your joy for this arbitrary date in the future that... What if it doesn't arrive and you spend all this time just being miserable? (laughs) So what if, what if instead we took opportunities to really savor small pleasures in every day? What if you took a moment to sit down and drink your cup of coffee, practice gratitude at the same time? What are different ways that you can layer happiness in ways big or small? More importantly, small because those are sustainable into your day, letting go of worrying about the future or dwelling on the past and just giving yourself permission to feel good right here and right now. The sixth way, I like to say that we cultivate happiness, which comes from a different resource. The Mayo Clinic ended at five, but I think that exercise, that joyful movement, movement for the sake of how it makes you feel in your heart and emotionally and physically It is a great way to cultivate happiness. So we know that even a little bit of exercise produces a happiness boost. This is well-researched, well-documented. And researchers say that people who are physically active for as little as 10 minutes a day or who work out only once a week compared to those who don't at all have higher levels of happiness than those who never work out. So this is just my encouragement. Like Literally 10 minutes in a day, set a timer to your smart device, set a timer on your phone, however you like to set timers. And just move your body with joy for 10 minutes. Dance to a song. Go for a walk. Whatever that looks like for you. But lower the barrier to entry. Don't make working out like, oh, I have to do this crazy weightlifting regime or whatever it might be. I mean, if that brings you joy, do that. But for most of us, it can be very simple. It can be putting on your sneakers walking five minutes from your home and then walking five minutes back. It could be pulling up YouTube or pulling up shiny, happy yoga and putting on 10 minutes of yoga and just moving your body and not because of a way that you think you're supposed to look according to outside sources, but how it makes you feel on the inside. I would say that if you move with joy, you will definitely cultivate happiness. So if you are digging this conversation and you want something kind of fun and joyful and dare I say happy (laughs) to continue your experience of cultivating happiness, I have a special freebie for you. I created it exclusively for the Live By Design Collective, but I want to make it available to you as well. So I created this really fun happiness bingo card for you. It is a PDF. It is something that you can just scroll down in your listening app now. You can click on, it just has to put in your name and your email address, and then you can download it right away. And I want you to print this off. So it's a bingo card. So it has, let's see, four by four. So 16 spots. I filled in half of them with suggestions for ways to cultivate happiness, but I want you to fill in all of the remaining squares with things that make you happy. Because if there's anything I've learned in this research that I've been doing month after month for the collective is that our experience of life, our experience of joy and happiness and purpose and passion, it is so unique and specific to each one of us. I can tell you what works for me, for an idea, for suggestions, but ultimately it comes down to what makes you happy. It comes down to what makes you feel lighter and brighter and a little bit shinier than when you started. So I will drop a link to the happiness bingo card below so you can check it out as well. As we end this conversation, friend, I just want to encourage you to take that 40% solution, this idea that 40% of your experience of happiness is in your hands. And I want you to feel the agency that's in that. I want you to feel the power. I want you to feel the excitement that comes from that, that you get a say in your experience of happiness. And you get to do that in ways big and small, but I encourage you to start small. I encourage you to take Five minutes to mindfully drink your tea in the morning and practice gratitude. I encourage you to set a 10-minute timer and go for a walk. I encourage you to listen to a song that brings you joy and dance around like nobody's watching. I invite you to just do the things that make you feel good, that make you feel better, that don't hurt anybody else, that don't hurt yourself, and just make you feel lighter and brighter than when you started. So friend, that is it. I am trying very hard to keep these mini episodes mini. I could talk about this all day long. Oh my gosh, we're already over 23 minutes of recording. So I don't know how many this ended up being, but I firmly believe that you have the power and the opportunity to cultivate happiness in your life. And I want to encourage you to do so starting right now. So when this episode ends, commit to yourself for one way to cultivate happiness today in your life and go do it. And when you do pop over to Instagram at Miss Kate House and send me a DM and tell me how you cultivated joy because I would love to celebrate the happiness. I would love to celebrate the joy that you are cultivating today and to just encourage you and to validate you each step of the way. The Live by Design podcast is hosted and produced by me, Kate House, with huge thanks to the incredible Liz Chapman for managing, editing, and doing quite literally all of the things that allow us to share not one, but two episodes with you each and every week. I literally could not do this without her, so thank you, Liz. I will see you next week when we share a conversation with Talia Joy of the Awakening Her podcast all about manifestation for empaths. I learned a ton during our time together and I am so excited for you to get to learn from her too. And until then, friend, spread some joy, make someone smile.